Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio. There is nothing wrong with your radio. Do not attempt to adjust the sound. For the next hour, sit quietly, and we will control all that you hear. Are you ready to step beyond the known? To embrace the unexplored? Prepare yourself. Two words. What are those two words? <laughs> Suck it. We're recording, by the way. That's exactly what I want. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Are those the two words? And most vocabulary is suck it. Yes. Suck Sometimes it. it's fuck you. And <laughs> hit it. You better hit it. Just and if it you watch one of the best episodes of The Office, it has David Wallace, and it's suck it, suck it, suck it, suck it, suck it. <laughs> better give us one. Give no, it was it was uh, suck it. No, no, no. What do you want? The whole thing. It was the name of his. Oh. You gonna do Road Dog? Who's <laughs> doing Road Dog? Clint's the best at it. I just got the Dusty Roads, baby. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, D Generation X is proudly re- brings to you its WWF Tag Team Champions of the World: The Road Dog, Jesse James, the Badass Billy Gunn, the New Age Outlaws. <laughs> and if you ain't down with that, we got two words for you: Suck it! Actually, I'm pretty, pretty <laughs> sure the two words for you are Bob. Bob Lazar. <laughs> Fucking excellent. I got a dog I, in my mouth, so I about choked on it. But that, I, that that was great. I fucking felt like I was taken back. <laughs> like yeah. I was fucking in my living room. Well, I was going to go in and do a little bit more, but I just, I don't know. It's not the type of podcast that we the do. Fuck, no, I was, that's, that's <laughs> not that fucking type entertaining. of podcast. I love it. <laughs> I'm here for it. Goddamn. Welcome to it. What is this show? Beyond the Ordinary. Beyond Welcome the, to Beyond the Ordinary. Beyond the Ordinary. Brent Brent I don't really uh, fuck it up. Brent fucked it up in is both Is this third episodes. episode? This is episode number three. We've already released the first two. First yes. two episodes are out. And yeah, Brent must name correct. up in both episodes. Hey, we're here. We're, we, we can make mistakes, but we got to move on. <laughs> we got to move forward in a, in a good beyond positive direction. Beyond the Ordinary. Beyond, move past the Beyond the Ordinary. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ryan Calvis. I'm your host. Uh, Clint Calvis here. That's cousin Clint. Cousin Clint. Cousin. Brent Sperry. <laughs> Rick. Rick. Rick Horton. Rick. Like Rick. I said, Rick fucking Rick. eight times. Richard Dick Horton. Richard Dick Horton. Or Papa Dicky. Yeah. We got big old Garrett what with us. Up. That's his rap name. Rap name. Papa Dicky. Papa Dicky. <laughs> Papa Dicky. <laughs> and Garrett. Welcome, Garrett. I am Garrett. <laughs> I am Garrett. Everybody else gets a last I name. I am I Garrett. This is Garrett. Hey, I was hoping. I like hey, to play. We were talking. You fucking pulled off the su- smoothest social move in the fucking history of social moves either earlier. Like, <laughs> we're all like talking, <laughs> and we just see your van <laughs> rolling that way. I've I've heard that called the Irish. The goodbye. Irish fucking goodbye, and his last name's O'Connell. Doesn't get much more Irish, buddy. Right. <laughs> it was the Irish goodbye, man. Yeah, we were sitting down, I, uh, we were getting ready to go, and Dick's like, "Where's Garrett?" At? I was like, "Oh, he's leaving." <laughs> he goes, like, "What?" I go, "Yeah, his van's pulling hey, out right now." And then I hey. text him about. It's like, "Hey, what's it up?" Took- and he's like, oh, "I'm getting it." <laughs> getting this. Getting it. Hey, getting this. Hey, <laughs> hey, it's incredible. No, getting out makes sense. Getting this. Hey, it's okay. He he left his notebook and his drink. He was coming. Back. Yeah, well, we <laughs> yeah. knew he was coming back because he was like, "His shit's here." Like, All right, cool. Well, there he goes. All right. It was. I was like, he's just but that's a right phenomenon. Now. It's called the Irish goodbye. Did you know that? Yeah. 
Oh, you I'm very, yeah, skilled, you're I'm very <laughs> skilled at it. <laughs> yes, okay. Slim used to do that shit too. Yeah, I'd be partying and drinking and having a great time. Be like, yeah, fuck yeah, Slim. Be like, yeah, no, no, no. And you turn around and then turn right back around. And he was just like, gone. <laughs> and and on this episode, the next day, of be like, I can't believe you fucker stayed till like three in the morning. And it's like, yeah, dude, we did. And, uh, yeah. All regretting him. Should have left. Davis with you. Davis used to do the same thing. He would do the Irish hello, the, the, the reverse of that. <laughs> he would just show up out of nowhere. Sometimes it's like, fuck, where the hell did you come hey, from? Jesus Christ. Hey, what's up? And then. He'd do the same thing. He'd Irish goodbye, and he'd fucking be gone. <laughs> That's but just called making an appearance. I and he's a fucking well, yeah. He was. We good used to at get it. me about that. As fuckers be like, oh yeah, you should have done it. And it's like why you could have like took us with you instead of just dipping out like <laughs> Batman. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's why we stayed till three in the morning. Uh, <laughs> and we had to find another ride. <laughs> right, we were waiting for you, you. You know when people do that, right? They have other friends, and they just don't want you to know about them. So they just get uh, out. Nah, Slim was just going home, going to bed. Oh yeah, some yeah. He was going home. He was Garrett going. was just going to get his phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When he was done partying, he was going home. That was it. There was no sneaking off to do something else. I he was out going home. I didn't correlate the phone when he said, "I'm getting this." I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I didn't realize. He I think it was what he was texting. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thing he was texting. So where'd you leave your phone? Definitely would my house. <laughs> On the I mean, bookshelf, yeah. On the way to the shower. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Wait a second. There. Hold on. See, see, there's this thing called swamp ass where your pants stick to your shit, <laughs> and it's been a pretty prevalent thing about the last week. Yeah. 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 So, you know, Garrett's phone's not that important to him. By the way, call, this, I got to call Garrett out on something. By the way, this episode is no longer about Bob Lazar. It's just about swamp ass. <laughs> well, I got to call Garrett maybe out. Bob Lazar had now. swamp ass. You did. He may have. He was a dry. It's a dry heat. Area 51 swamp ass material. Listen, we call Brent bougie all the time and shit. I and, still know, think it's we're from Petersburg word. and fucking Area you know it comes down to graces ass. our presence in Havana bougie oh. swamp ass where are you live on Portage Road I don't live out there anymore now but well I know now you're in fucking there and you got your own place and shit but that was a pretty decent looking house yeah that's my mom's house that I had to stay at when my wife left my house <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Way to bring some old well, shit back up. Well, well, okay. well, uh, so I didn't know Garrett during that shit. The whole now, time that I knew him and connected with him. <laughs> and we was friends and making fun of like rich people doing stupid shit and fucking being broke as fuck. This motherfucker be living in like a fucking $300,000 house. That was left to my dad when his mom died. <laughs> with no so, inter- with no internet. I don't know yeah, the story no well enough, there. but can there we is. say fuck that bitch? Yes. Okay. Yes, we can. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn. All I'm saying is Garrett got a little taste of the bougie. That's still a made up word. Yeah, it's, it's that's a made up word, and the fact that somebody made the word bougie up and put it in the dictionary. <laughs> Which dictionary? Know, whatever dictionary you want to read. <laughs> the bougie. You don't even know There's the only one. The Webster Miriam. I was waiting for him to uh, say it. Urban Dictionary. <laughs> so urban. urban Dictionary, too. That ain't real. <laughs> yeah. It's real. Get on Google. Type in Urban Dictionary. It pops up. It's you can't believe you, everything you see on the internet. It's as Clint. real as you see with your Wikipedia eyes. Wikipedia is real. You got to read it, don't you? That makes it real. No, eventually you're going to figure out. You, you don't mean pay. it's real like eventually you can Eventually you figure it. out you can pay people to read to you. It's real as in you have to read it. Real <laughs> or as or in real as in is the story that we're going to talk about real today? Maybe. Is the shit that we're talking about like he doesn't believe in aliens. happening? Just ghosts and shit. Who don't believe in aliens? I believe in aliens. Okay, he just don't believe Bob Lazar seen aliens. I don't know. It's it's why do I believe? Why don't I believe that? We haven't got that far yet. No, maybe it's Mark. Someone's been hating on this whole entire city. Maybe it's Mark the whole it's time. Not me. Like, learn about that. I've been intentionally keeping myself ignorant because I want Ryan to tell me a story. Okay, right well, now. I I hope that I mean I half believe him. It's interesting. One of, That's one every my, fucking... Con- well, one of my, one of my you go deep on fu- some, but... One of my favorite fucking stories about aliens is the Hopkinsville Goblins. My problem is I've I've seen in my time of life, like, 
at least 20 people on the History Channel who supposedly worked at Area 51. They all have different stories, and this dude supposedly worked at Area 51, and also his story is different from all the other stories that I've heard. So could he be one of the people that actually worked there and is telling the truth? Yeah, or could he just be a dude who worked near Area 51, did a shitload of shrooms, and was in the military and thought he'd seen things? <laughs> yes, that's also probably because he was in the desert. It's a possibility. Because <laughs> he was in the desert. He's in the desert, yeah. So, like, there's some things that, that he has that he cites, that he talks about, that exists still. Like, there's different things here. We'll, we'll get into it. But, like, there's some verifiable things that he talks about, I guess. There's no Alex Jones. So where Bob was going to start at? He, it's weird because he, like Brent said, isn't, he's a self-proclaimed physicist, okay? Because I'm not sure exactly why. Because he claims he went to MIT yeah, and I could get he a claims to all these other things. I could too. He didn't go to MIT? Well, that's where the conspiracy comes in. I could get right. a chemistry set from Walmart. That makes me a physicist. I mean, that in a book. Hell, you don't even yeah, need a book. He says he's got YouTube from like the records, a, buddy. Physicists for dummies. Now I'm I feel the like there's yeah, credentialed, did you credentialed go to fucking MIT? places. That did you go to MIT and Poly- or Caltech? Buddy, Maybe online. Buddy, he's being scrubbed from the records. That's what. That's part of the deal, buddy. Yeah. Maybe online. Because actually, I totally went there. Yeah. We'll get Arizona into it. Phoenix. So did I. University then. of Phoenix. <laughs> online? <laughs> online, yeah. Online. He can do it online. Mom don't have no internets. No, I'm confused. He's being scrubbed from the records. He did go, but he didn't go. Where the fuck did this Bob Lazar get his start? Okay. 1989, a person using the pseudonym Dennis appeared on the Las Vegas television station. Um, He alleged that he had uh, been hired to work at a top-secret military facility called S-4, located near Area 51 in the Nevada desert. According to Dennis, he was employed as a physicist and was tasked with reverse engineering extraterrestrial technology. Isn't this how we got the... Uh, fucking stealth bomber, right? That's supposedly, yeah. I mean, the, the way he describes it and the timeline when where he describes it would potentially say, hey, maybe we were act- actively is researching it, things like this is, is it before one the, the, the it, bomber came out. Isn't one of the biggest conspiracy theories of this whole thing the ship that he was supposed to reverse engineer runs on an element that we can't stably make? Right, yeah. And we'll get into that too because That's why we gotta go to Mars. It's interesting because he also mentions that element before it was on the periodic, periodic table. table. But, but now it's on the periodic. But now table? it's on the periodic. That table. doesn't What's mean the that element? the government wasn't already on, acknowledging that curtain, element before. My shower curtain is one, the periodic one, table. One fifteen. That doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that the government or whoever down. wasn't already acknowledging that element in some sort of way that we weren't yet. Just because it wasn't it, on our periodic table doesn't mean it wasn't on a scientific we, periodic no, table someplace. I, no, else. It, it, it well it's synthetically made. Yeah, we'll get into on that. On Earth. So And it fucking deteriorates before it's stable. It's on our planet. Yes. Nanomites. It's crazy. I'm telling so, my old lady to check the shower curtain right he now. He is. What? On it. My shower curtain is the periodic table. I want to see if it has the 115 on it. Element 115 oh, okay. should okay. be Moscovium. Sounds like some Mass Effect shit, bro. So, um, he alleged during his time that he had access to nine flying saucers of extraterrestrial origin. Um, he described the pulp propulsion system of these craft as being powered by a mysterious substance called Element 115 at the time later known as Moscovium, which we'll talk about when it comes up here, um, which allegedly allowed for gravity manipula- manipulation and interstellar travel. So this is the guy coming 
out of nowhere in 1989, you're watching fucking local news cha- channel in Las Vegas, and this guy pops up and tells his story. And he's blackface. He doesn't have, you know, he's going by Dennis. Yeah, he doesn't have, yeah. Not blackface. He's got not, a shadow. He's over silhouette, the silhouette, not blackface. Yeah. That would be kind of awkward, wouldn't it? <laughs> just come no, I just didn't want people to think we were. I know you're right. I, would, I was trying to not him get can, get him not canceled before we got him canceled. <laughs> his fa- his face is blurred out on say black, We gotta say blackface. We gotta watch what we say because people will go straight to that without even uh, acknowledging or doing the homework to see. If we do not condone blackface. blackface. No, not at all. No, but I do so, got a story for you about silhouette blackface after this. And he no, we is, don't. What <laughs> about Greenface? So okay. when I got in trouble. I was Being slimer as a kid. I was slimer as a kid for fucking Halloween, and my mom painted my whole face. Did green. you misappropriate the um, Ninja Turtle the face? slime? Ghosts? Slime <laughs> race. We were broke, yo. She put me in a black sweatsuit <laughs> and painted my face green, and told me I was slimer, and sent me to go trick or treating. <laughs> Just tell them you're slimer. I gave you candy. You think that would work for anyone else if they were in Hollywood and it was a black face, not a green face, whether they were eight or nine or not? I think they would get canceled. <laughs> but my mom did it to me. Don't matter. Your career is over. <laughs> All right, back to Bob. So after several meetings and interviews, Dennis, Bob Lazar, agreed to go public with his claims, and George Knapp aired a series of reports on KLS-TV in November of 1989. Um, if you've paid attention to any of the um, like uh, the government hearings recently, Bob, George Knapp was like the old guy to the left of anybody on the screen there. He was oh, behind really? him. But... He's been around um, since the 80s doing this stuff, um, and he just just a fucking reporter who does focuses on UFO shit now because, I don't know, like, he kind of got, like, sidelined as a UFO guy. He was just a good, like, journalist, but now he started to do UFOs, and he kind of got marginalized, right? Typecast. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. This motherfucker's so, crazy. Let's put him over here. Yeah. <laughs> So, like the guy that tr- chases tornadoes all the time, but he chases alien sightings all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But if you do go to Oregon and Washington, just point a camera up at sky, you're gonna catch shit every night. It's crazy. Well, shit. right there by the water, I think there's an underground military base anyway. But actually, I want to get into that towards the end uh, here because I got some things I want to talk actually, about there too. To, to how if you go into my backyard, same thing with Lake Michigan. Actually, if you go into my backyard or my friend Luke's backyard, which is two houses down, right above our house. How is about the, that? One fifteen. But it's not right, right above our right above our house. If you look up, it's the perfect place to find the Big Dipper. If you go out there and Uh-oh. look, if you go out there and look every night on a clear sky, you're going to see stuff move. Yeah. What'd you call the element? It was supposed Mos- to be Moscovium. Moscovium. My shower curtain says Union Pentium, and it's radioactive and it's unstable. The wrench means something to you. I, it was another name, but it I don't they think used it was it on that alien name spacecrafts to try to get them to fly at one point in time. It's been renamed Moscovium. Bob Lazar, but, it, but it's yeah, it's it is radioactive and it's not stable, right? Yeah, no. that's what the wrench means. Bob Lazar is a name that's now become synonymous with UFOs, extraterrestrial technology, and the infamous Area Fifty One. For decades, he's claimed that. For decades, his claims have fueled debates among UFO enthusiasts and skeptics alike. Today, we're going to st- discuss Bob Lazar's story and the scientific controversies surrounding his claims and the significance of his role in popularizing Area 51 all the way up to um, which fucking storm Area 51 that can't get us all 
situation which on Facebook. Speaking of that, <laughs> what, what, so what was the, the end result which, of that? Nothing. No, no nothing. Anybody. No one really stormed it. Everyone showed there was up. Like, there was like 14 people that showed up, right? Yeah. Showed up and were vaporized. <laughs> did they run towards the fence did. or something? <laughs> well, they, did they run towards the fence or something? It was funny because there was some kid doing like a Naruto run, you know, with his arms back. <laughs> he was doing that behind a guy doing an interview there at the at the fucking gate. It was pretty funny. But no. like they never really went past. They rolled out with a helicopter and just lit up all fourteen of them people and fucking went back inside like nothing <laughs> but, happened. But, but usually, for lunch. <laughs> like but usually happened. Area Fifty One is tight. Get rid of Twitter. Yeah, hide the bodies. <laughs> hide the bodies in the desert. It isn't Area Fifty One normally related to the crash in Roswell, New Mexico? It's related. That's to all where they went, right? Technology. That, that's that's where, where the weather that, balloon that, that's, got. That's yeah. the original idea. You know that actually a couple years before that, I was listening to a, a different mysteries podcast that I like Cape Girardeau, Missouri is the first recorded crash site of aliens that are also at area 51. Really? Yep. It's crazy. I didn't, I never heard about that. 1941. Crazy shit. So we're going to get into like the interests here of like the interesting things about Bob that seem lend credibility to the story. And there's some things that he's done and, definitely takes away his credibility so born in uh coral gables florida in 1959 robert scott lazar grew up with an home, interest home of the u uh, in science <laughs> and engineering he claimed to have attended california state u at northridge and the massachusetts institute of technology otherwise so, known as mit and cal poly and earning degrees in physics and electronics now these places have been asked about his degrees and have said that they've never heard of him. He's never that, been here. Actually, isn't there like a legit professor that they said that was one of his teachers and he has no fucking clue Maybe. who he is? I think that they've interviewed people who've claimed to be his teachers before. And yeah, yeah they but how many no people idea. are in the class? Like 50? Not, I mean, not at MIT and Cal He's some asshole like Dick. You think you're going to remember him 20 years later? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> some asshole like Dick. You, you realize those two schools are literally... I went to school there. They're literally like <laughs> classes of like eight took people. Night classes. They're, they're fucking geniuses. Well, this is I don't think they even took night classes. classes. Well, in a night class, you just listen to recording the dude from the day, right? So, so like, no. really, some asshole just called in my team and was like, "Hey, Bob Lazar, ever be here?" And they're like, "Ah, oh, let me check the records. Records could be spotty as fuck." And they're like, "Nah, no, Bob Lazar. Well, fuck Bob Lazar." Hey, yeah. If he was going, motherfucker by was taking a weekend class every other weekend at night. Maybe he was going by Steve. <laughs> Right? Wasn't that the name he used for the Las Vegas TV show? Dennis. Dennis. Maybe it was Dennis, yeah. Dennis Lazar. Shit. Not Maybe not even Lazar. Maybe it was Dennis Willingsby or some <laughs> weird shit. Is there not an alumni's page for MIT? <laughs> <laughs> so he's been crazy since youth, I guess. He's been in pyrotechnics since, um, since he was young. Um, uh, have you been into pyrotechnics, Dick? <laughs> Are you into pyrotechnics? Nobody so, knows how to make napalm. I, that's I didn't true. Know how to make napalm, my best friend up in Sunnyland, uh, went to theater for like five years and has uh, a certificate in pyrotechnics for stage. And uh, we've had to complete some missions. I mean, I like <laughs> <laughs> be like, hey, James, don't step right here. <laughs> I, like, I like fire. So. Yeah, did you? So if you like your pyro when you were a kid, and then you peed the bed, and then what? You hurt animals. That's like the big trifecta. I didn't pee the bed or hurt animals, but I lit the yard on fire twice. Yeah, (laughs) that's good. Yeah, the one time that my uh, cousin's 
cousin lit the yard on fire. He blamed it on the three of us. We got grounded, and he was a little shit that did it. And you can't count <laughs> me and your cat because that was your cat's own fault. <laughs> Wait, you, you, Jesus let, you let a cat on fire? Yeah, it was Dick's cat's fault, though. Oh, Which okay. cat? So Donnie. I have like four. Donnie. Oh, fuck. His own fuck. Well, that's fuck. your first problem, fucking Donnie. So listen, I only fuck with fire once or sure. twice. I, I, uh, I don't give a fuck about tiny animals. <laughs> and, uh, uh, we do not condone. So everything you're about to say, and I never peed the we, bed. Everything we, we you just care, asked is getting a check mark. We right care now. about all <laughs> animals. I thought you was about to tell a story that I didn't think you'd ever tell. No, there's a couple stories I can't tell on here. Uh, you Don, don't also say fuck animals. Donnie jumped onto There's an open people flame. that care more about animals than people care about yeah, people. Yeah, that's the least. Donnie's, tell the Donnie story, please. So, <laughs> Dick used to have this cat, right? And was, I don't want to say it was a kitten. It was mid, like in between cat and kitten. But it was like... It fuck shit up. Yeah, and, but it would play with everything, dude. Everything, literally anything that you could do. So we were sitting around. He had an apartment, and it was a total bro's apartment. And fucking, it was like lined with rec- rec- like recliners halfway around, and the other half was like a couch. And then the PlayStation Two, and like everyone just sat around that, and we just you know get smoke, pass, drink, whatever. Yeah. And uh, we were in between. I don't remember what we were doing. Watch we were all WWE, those, ECW, something like that. <laughs> I think we were doing something like that. And fucking, I was just sitting there blasting in the chair doing this. My lighter, like turning it on and off, and just holding it and looking at the flame. The and cat jumped off. across it, didn't it? And the fucking cat was sitting to my right on a chair, like just a, like a regular kitchen chair. And I knew it was over there, but I didn't think it was like watching the fucking flame, right? You know, did this and I did this. And as soon as I did this, the cat comes out of nowhere and just lands on it like that. <laughs> and I was like, he, well, first, so, that, like so, the cat. So Christmas vacation. No, not, it wasn't even like that. Like, it's the like cat, when you light up a fuzz on your socks. The cat went like, like when the cat did it, like landed in my hand and it like looked at me and it like went mm, like that. And like a blue flame went across its body and I hurried up and went like this and like fucking put it out real quick. Burn its half its whiskers. It couldn't fucking walk. Dude, oh it burned God. like a That's la- because burned, the whiskers oh, are the balance oh, of the cat. It burned like a layer. I knew exactly why, but it, I've never seen it in action until fucking it Donnie was, was walking dumbly across the It was like a blue apartment. flame that shot over his body, Spe- dude. Speaking of cats, though, have you ever seen a cat that has uh, their version of Down syndrome? <laughs> well, no. No, 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 no. I didn't know that that no. was possible, but yes, Trent's no, grandma. No, it, <laughs> no, it, no, it, it, actually, <laughs> it actually is possible because I had a cat. Her name was Layla. We found her in the back room at the store in Petersburg, and like the mom, <laughs> the mom left it some in the back room, and there was like three or four of them, and I took one, and somebody else took one, and Somebody took two, and mine's the only one that made it. And like, we actually had to feed it with the uh, sucker and make sure that it actually shit like it's supposed to, and all that. <laughs> like, you realize a mom cat actually licks the cat's anus to make it shit when it's a kid. Are you telling Brad me that you, that you lick his cat's anus? No, you take a warm wash rag and rub, so it, rub it across their up. butt. Yes, <laughs> you rub his cat's anus, though. Yes, you have to. Uh, anyway, you have but, to. but no, a, a cat with uh, down, <laughs> the, a cat, a cat with down syndrome is like a cat without whiskers. It'll fucking run in eight different directions and smack right into a wall. And Anyways, it burned like a layer of hair off the cat and <laughs> half its whiskers off. And it walked it, dumbly for and a then while. It, and it laid underneath it. It went underneath the bed for like three days and didn't come out. Yeah, sure. It didn't burn no skin. It wasn't hurt. But it took off underneath the bed right after that and didn't come back out. That's for like not three even the worst thing that happened to Donnie. <laughs> no more Donnie. We're going back to Bob <laughs> That was my own. only experience with the cat. <laughs> I my feel only like one. there's more stories for Donnie there's, later he's on. He's a warrior, man. There's fire and there's Bob. And, and <laughs> How did we so go from Bob? Right. So Someone Bob, asked me about like fire. 
Bob was involved in pyrotechnics when he was a kid. We talked about pyrotechnics. <laughs> By the way, if you're still listening to this episode, we appreciate it. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, so Bob says, I hosted the Desert Blast for many years, setting off a terrific display of fireworks each summer. Uh, I'd also created a jet car and installed one in his Honda Civic that he owned, uh, and later put a large jet engine in a rail dragster. I took my jet cars to drag strips all around the Southwest and beyond. Lazard claimed to have set up a world record for speed. However, there was no official record such of such a record being set, and some have questioned the feasibility of a building a jet-powered car that could reach such speeds. Now, I looked it up. The thrust supersonic car um, set a world land speed record of 763.035 mi- miles per hour. That was on the uh, Salt Lake Flats, right? Yes. And with the floating rocks Irrelevant. Uh, in the Black Rock Desert, Nevada. Irrelevant. So uh, that was on October 15th, 1997. So I doesn't have any, didn't have anything before that. So claiming a, claiming a land speed record. That's, he did, he that's didn't one have, thing. Get, he didn't have Guinness there. I mean, it doesn't work. Right. So <coughs> you got to have an official. Did CERN get this guy or something? They like put on the fucking he, well, particle accelerator. Allegedly worked for Los Alamos, who, which was the, the, um, the scientific community that Oppenheimer built. Oh my God. <laughs> There's a fucking meme on Facebook that says my man got as close as possible without going over a dollar legend. Price is right. Host Bob Barker dead at 99. Oh, poor Bob Barker. Oh. All right. Back to Bob, Bob Barker. Why are you looking at Facebook memes? Right I now? couldn't help it, man. I was just <laughs> <laughs> there. I, I had to fucking put it out. Right. <laughs> That's a Bob legendary Barker, meme man. if you ask me. Who thought who would have thought that? He had to bail out before he couldn't play with Legos. No I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll forget about it if I turn Facebook back on because I'll never see it Leg- again. Legos is ninety nine plus. Hey. That was a good one. Whoever, a whoever dropped that is a legend. It was a moment of silence for Bob. No, no, no. It wasn't. Okay, we're good. <laughs> Not Bob Lazar, Bob Barker. Bob Barker. Price is wrong, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> So he he claims that's why he was recruited to um to the the um, defense F- firm S four S four to work at S four J five no so S4. he had um, apparently had put a jet engine in his Honda and was on the front paper front page of the paper that of the local paper a jet engine and a Honda. and has it been confirmed that he's worked for the government no. No. A jet engine and a fucking like, Honda? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and the car drove? This, this, guy, a like a rabbit. this guy is a fucking legend. If so he got a fucking Honda to drive on a jet engine, he is a legend. And right. I yes. would like to see it in action. The only thing There's, he ever produced to try and verify that he worked for the government was like a less than a $1,000 pay stub that came and verified that it was even from the government. You got to remember, it is the government, though. The post office. <laughs> it is the government, though. Maybe. And they can cover their tracks and make shit disappear if they want to. I mean, so. that does happen. Yeah. Never. Or does it? No. <laughs> no one's ever come back from disappearing to say it does. They're legit. So, he was and recruited. the other motherfuckers are dead. Recruited. All right. Recruited at S4. He worked for Edgerton, Germhausen, and Greer, otherwise known as EG&G. He mentions them later on. Uh, egg. Egg. Yeah. <laughs> which is later. Notorious which was, crime group. Egg. <laughs> Austin Powers never, now. Never really fuck fuck it, yeah. <laughs> One million dollars. I was thinking Darkwing Duck. <laughs> I can't believe I never made that. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> the Notorious Crime Syndicate. Egg. Egg. So Edward Teller, the father of the hydrogen bomb, he said, approached him while having like a, 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 a um, 
he had a lecture at Los Alamos, and he was reading the paper, and it, the picture of Bob Lazar was on the front page with him in his fucking rocket car, and Edward Teller's like, hey, you want to come work with me? And that's that's how he got the job, he says, essentially. So, that's about Bob I mean, Lazar sounds like somebody. Bob Lazar sounds like the Bill Nye of the alien world. Not a real scientist, but does scientist Bill shit. Bill Nye is fucking legit. He's not. Oh, he could be. He's the science. I guy. watched. I watched uh, the end is nigh on Peacock. He's about as real as Levar Burton reading all them books and reading Rainbow. <laughs> he can't even read because he's blind and got that thing on his face. <laughs> I mean, but they wanted him to be one of the hosts of Jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. they did, didn't they? So even um, he talks about going through like the bureaucratic process, you know, getting all the paperwork in he, order, he, and he got vetted. And yeah, so he's doing all this stuff, and he, but it, it happens at weird hours for him. So they're like, "Hey, you sound like a good fit. Um, we'll call you." Three days later go by, and they call him at like eleven o'clock. Hey, you need to show up to the airport at eleven forty-five, and you'll meet. We'll tell you. We'll we'll tell you what to do next. So, packs his shit up, gets on these flights. Um, they're allegedly called these Janet flights because it's just like a one-person jet engine. Like, you know, it's a private jet that they would just f- um, fly in and out of the military base. So, Because if anybody else was looking, it's like in the new guy with Eddie... Ed, was it Eddie... Uh, what the fuck's his name? Eddie Griffin? It's like the yes. Blackbird from You've been X-Men. looking at my Janet? <laughs> it's, like black it's like the Blackbird from X-Men. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Every so, word, every sentence you are saying is more fantastical. <laughs> we haven't even got to the fucking cre- weird I, shit. You yeah. realize once he's done with this episode, he's going down the deepest Lazar mm. hole ever. His yeah. Joe Rogan ever. interviews. Interesting. I watched that, but so, I wasn't paying attention. Apparently, <laughs> so he gets on these flights. This is we're just we're just getting his stuff like putting fucking where do you live? What's your fucking address and shit? Giving him authorization to like put wiretaps on his house and him to like they can vet him for this super secret top clearance, right? Which, by the way, um, I they they don't necessarily list. I'm sure they wouldn't necessarily list. Can't the, get on I'm Google and find pretty, it? I'm right, sure, the I'm top, pretty, top, top level clearance. You know I, what I'm I, saying? I, I'm pretty sure if you're clear for that level of clearance and you open your mouth, you just fucking disappear. Well, that's what I'm thinking, too, because he says it's the top civilian clearance that you can get. And um, later on here, I'll get to it. But so... But I couldn't find any record of that. Like it's like ultra majestic level. He claims that you know it how is. we could get record ultra majestic. We got somehow, 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 some way, someone's got to get an email to Edward Snowden, and he could probably tell you whether Bob Lazar was in the fuck work for the government or not. He knows all the secrets. You think too. Ed Snowden could verify? He knows all the secrets. He knows all the secrets. Figuring my one of my brother in laws is a certain level of clearance. He's he was private sector for military. And he doesn't talk about anything. He he doesn't even tell you what the fuck his job is. He's like, I, I work for the Navy. I'm private sector. That's all he tells you. He's not allowed. So get this. So he doesn't anymore. Now, now he's just spending his fucking uh, entire savings account. He's traveling in the world. So or at least that's what he's telling you. He was in like Abu Dhabi the other day. He's probably doing he went to the World Cup in fucking Qatar like six months he's ago. He's probably doing black ops jobs that he doesn't know about. I don't really <laughs> tell you, I'm telling you that he's on vacation. In the Black. meantime, he's out assassinating a flash and shit. taking that dick. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> right. Next episode. Doesn't Let's mean he's go. not out assassinating <laughs> officials. 
So See, Denzel Washington in that movie with Ryan Ryan uh, Reynolds. No. Safe, safe, safe house. Where he's uh, he's been like on on the fuck. He's like uh, telling his family he's out just fucking doing regular job, and he's really out there doing FBI the secret balls, fucking shit. <laughs> I'll have to watch that. I haven't it's seen a good it. one. It's on Hulu. Dropped palm oil's bad. So <laughs> with Bob getting his information and in in doing this, getting this all squared up, he's actually still has a photography business that he's running in Las Vegas. So. He's doing that with his wife, and then they hire his he's, eventual. He, he's making a ten dollar driver's license for uh, Nick Papa Georgia. Yeah, yeah. So he's <laughs> um, I got a car. Yeah, he. Um, so he they hire his eventual next wife and working for them in the photography business. Apparently, they made such money in the photography business that they ended up buying a brothel in Las Vegas. <laughs> now, right. here's where yeah. it gets interesting. So, they bought it for... to the fucking horn. Bob Lazar's a fucking straight-up Las Vegas gangster. That's how he got his papers. Makes sense now. <laughs> Growing tired of working for someone else, Bob decided to pull out of Los Alamos, where he was working as a physicist, and begin his photography business. Earning such a substantial amount in the new venture, Bob and Carol earn, earned enough to invest in a brothel in Las Vegas mm. that was making about 100000 a month. You know who else was running Vegas? Ace Rosenthal. He worked for the Chicago Mob. <laughs> you ever seen the movie Casino? Yes, I have. Sounds to me like someone might have been working with someone, and might maybe someone got them some illegal papers to make them seem like they might have been in the government. That's just my conspiracy theory, from what I've <laughs> gathered so far. Bob says, at the time we purchased it for a million dollars, the Honeysuckle Ranch had Ooh. been in business for more than 30 years. Had a solid management team and Carol doing the careful oversight of the operation. We expected the wheels to keep turning and the money to keep rolling in. Add that to the photo what? operation. The two of us were incredibly what busy. What year was the Honeysuckle Ranch? Uh, is this it's talking like 89-ish. Now, I did, do, I did look up some... Uh, brothels in in Las Vegas because I mean they they have to list all the brothels right. Never heard of a honeysuckle ranch. You want to hear only the bunny ranch? You want to hear some weird shit? You know why? Because that's a mob hangout. You're probably, probably yeah. <laughs> listen. Uh, went to North Dakota. Fucking worked at this truck stop. Met this cashier named Joyce. She's dead now, but uh, she's Rest been in peace, Joyce. Yeah, uh, kind of took it hard. She bought my son her for his first fucking uh, car seat. Uh, Thing. That's why we had to say recipes. She used to come down and visit us, but that's not the point of the story. Sure, fucking the point <laughs> of the story is. Uh, uh, Did she work at the ranch? Yes, she was the voice of. So on CBs for truckers, she's been in the trucking industry her whole life. She's retired now. Got to drop out of truck stop just being a cashier and just mouthy as fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, 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 I hate to say it, but it, unfortunately, if you passed away, you're retired. Okay, so she <laughs> died. We're focusing on her death. She okay. was an amazing lady. I'm trying to tell you her backstory. You I, said she was retired. She was retired when I met her. Okay. She worked at the truck stop as a cashier at like 74 years old. Yeah. And just would talk the fucking meanest shit. She was like an old Southern belle. And uh, <clears throat> she's Lacey Evans. That's nasty. Yeah, but 74. But oh. she'd been in the trucking industry her whole life. Her husband was a truck driver. That's why they fucking were up in North Dakota or whatever. And she'd tell a story all the time about being a fucking... When truckers would drive past the Honeysuckle Ranch on fucking interstate. Oh, man. I'm going to butcher this shit. And I can't call her to fucking ask her about it. But it was like... She's like, I'd get on the CB and be like, Hey, listen, big boys. Coming down I-65 and blah, 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 Las Vegas. Come on down to the Honeysuckle Ranch. 
But and like she was the voice that drew people into the horror house. Really? Still some other rose mob action going on there. <laughs> Wait, and no one joins, dude. It's I mean, it had been it had been like fifteen or twenty five or something. I like think that, I just figured out the mystery of Bob Lazar. Honeysuckle <laughs> Ranch, legit. That's what uh, I mean. She she had this thing. She, it was a bit she did all the fucking time sure and sure tell so. customers and shit. But that was the it was the Honeysuckle Ranch. No shit. Yeah. It was, was it in North? Was it in? It was Vegas. It, it was in Nevada. It was in Nevada. Yeah. You're kidding me. I, if I fucking this remember right. This is fucking right, insane. I haven't Do you heard this story in the like connection s- that we're making seven here? Seven fucking years. But uh, I got to, I mean, I almost got to call Angie and fucking, so you guys know that this I'm is not legit. shit. Like, she, she said it all the time, like every sixth customer, like <laughs> fucking uh, truckers would come in and fucking be like, well, my fucking receipt didn't fucking print off right. You're being a little fucking son. And she was older, a little slower. Fucking, she had to have personality to fucking get over. She did not, not being able, Yeah, she died no, fucking 2019. So it'd be cool if we just call her. But you can't call where she went. Yeah, she fucking, uh, she, she was cashiering up at the fucking truck stop. She was still up there fucking two years ago or whatever and uh, went into the hospital for double pneumonia and fucking mm. never Damn. Made it out. And R.I.P. What's fucked up is Bob. Uh, Bob was her husband or whatever. Fucking uh, his name was Bob too. Yeah. Goddamn connections. Bob McMonical. McMon- uh, Dude, that's a total fucking Irish mobster name. Fucking. Uh, I'm just yeah, I still talk to Bob every now and then. I'm fucking damn near want to call him right now and put him on here. So. Bob McMonical. Bob outlived her. That's a heck of a. That's name. crazy yeah. shit. Yeah. Like really, it's that's a that's a weird connection. That's strange because I couldn't find anything online about that's the what you're just saying. Yeah, I couldn't find anything, but what? so when I went to it was so like, like late '80s, '80 uh, yeah, late '80s. Would have been the time because she would have been fucking like fifty-ish, getting towards retirement. Yeah. And if I had to make an educated guess about my good friend Joyce, that was in her seventies, more to fucking uh, yeah, like she like retired from there. <laughs> and had to make money somehow. So and she still oh. had it. And her voice is still sexy as fuck. I'm gonna say that the the the, the, the impersonation was I was a little <laughs> turned on by maybe. Hey truckers coming down I sixty five. Oh it's more like this. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> coming down I sixty five. No, that, that's Come that's and get that's your shower and a jerk off. <laughs> Do the reach around suckle ranch. That's four packs a day, bud. <laughs> and Dick was like, damn, she got a good voice when he was wasted at two in the morning. <laughs> she, uh, fucking uh, when I moved from North Dakota back down here and worked at the truck stop Sounds down like here. Sounds like she's gargling. She gravel. came down like four or five times, seen me and Angie, took us out to fucking no Cracker Barrel, fucking bought us a car seat for Deke. When he was first, but like he was like four days old, we had a car seat, but she bought us a badass one that would fucking transform for like the next the couple com- conversions. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. That's cool, dude. But he might still be so sitting in it. He might still be. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, he's not still sitting in the motherfucker. No, no, no. So, so big boy. He don't got a car seat. That's what I'm saying. Hopefully, he's sitting in a car seat. <laughs> So, unfortunately, <laughs> Bob Lazar's wife, Carol, developed pancreatic cancer and supposedly had hid it from Bob. Carol took her own life by asphyxiation oh, in her car shit. in the garage on April 21st, 1986. What? Well, that's, there un- is that's unfortunate. Every that fucking sounds, sentence is another conspiracy. That sounds, that sounds, very, that sounds very mobberific. Bob Lazar was still listed as Carol's husband on her death certificate. Obviously, that's important because... Bob married employee of his business, Tracy, on April 19th oh, of did he, did he 1986. The, did he get the insurance and life? Or life, no, life nothing life, was no, mentioned. I, actually, he probably wouldn't because that's suicide, so they don't pay out for that. Yeah. Nothing more was mentioned regarding the the relationship and the curious, the tooth timeline there. So 
I don't know. The two. Maybe she left a note and shit. You, so. you got to you got to make so you got to make sure the story right now like you're crescendoing this. You, 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 <laughs> so you got to make sure do, that so. when you accidentally push him down the stairs, they trip on Donnie, it, and that's yeah, your it, story. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's wild. Two days after his first visit to EG&G's remote site at Groom Lake, he got another call to report for work. So it was routine, much as this, uh, the routine was much the same. You get a call. You got to be here at 11.45, whatever, at the airport. We're going to fly out and do whatever. Um, he gets on a bus with his boss, Dennis. He talks his superior. Um, instead of remaining on the, the main base and proceeding to the administrative area, as I'd come to think of it, we headed south along a packed dirt road. Within minutes, there we were... When, within minutes, we were in the desert with blacked-out windows. I couldn't see much on the side, but it was likely what I was seeing in front of me, though, through the frame of the front windows with a few rolling hills, smattering of creosote bushes, greasewoods, and cactuses. Talks more about uh, the, all the just, you know, landscape there. Um, he was hanging out with Aaron Rodgers, having <laughs> a good trip. <laughs> in the middle of the desert. Um, finally get to a building... And they let him inside of this building in the middle of nowhere. Um, so he comes up to this. He's in this like foyer. The only thing inside of what he says, what looks like a standalone ATM machine that find you might find in like a convenience store, like with the big block, you know, gray letters, you know. Um, but there's this glass plate under it where it has like um, some metal posts on it and you have to match your fingers up in the posts so punches a number his employee number and then it scans his hand and then it, what it does essentially is it measures the um the length of your your finger bones and that ties along with your identification this is interesting because they actually have these devices, and this wasn't common knowledge in the 80s. This was a device that they've had in, uh, I think, 93 or something like that. But here's a picture of the device that he's talking about. And he knew about it? That's what they used to um, to get into the site at S4. So this crazy, like... Um, biometrics. Biometrics, yeah, exactly. Um, which obviously wasn't common at that point anywhere so i don't know how metal gear know that shit right it's like mission impossible getting into the bank vault crazy shit so there's some things that happen that's kind of fucking you can disprove and there's some things that he talks about where it's like well it comes to fruition later on and it's weird video games aren't far off are they you have the cat password and the dude's hand fucking print to put on the things you can go through the next door i mean that i mean spot. The interesting part is the fucking he can't have any knowledge of that. Yeah, we get to the part where we talk about him seeing little people's. Bro, we're getting there. Uh, yes. What do you mean you can't? Have we got you. Got to bring it all together here. We're trying to get <laughs> the, uh, the. That's why it could be credible. Well, wow. that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, that he wouldn't have any knowledge that they're using that stuff at the time. Right, he could right, just right. be lying too, though. I mean, but they had. The, I mean, the government could just be lying too. No, no, he could saying? still be just lying. How would he know of the fucking hand? Yeah, but how do you know that they were using those? Maybe. That's just what he's saying. No. See, well, the government hasn't come out and said, hey, well, yeah, we were totally using those. He could be right. Yeah. Okay. What he, the government's like, he's fucking lying. When, you got to remember, when they said... when we he totally was, used his keys, bro. He 
said this in 1989. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they, so he was saying this on. Not that like, they didn't have the technology, but I'm just saying. Like, well, at that point, like, that wasn't common either. Like, the type of biometrics wouldn't be available to the common pe- folk in 1989. Like, yeah, they were barely using computers. Uh, yeah, but then again, it's the military, and they could just have guards with guns and fucking key cards. So, allegedly, he uses this to get his key card to get him in and do what he needs to do. Then they go and they do some like allergy tests because. They might be exposed to some exotic materials. This is all before he even gets briefed into this, right? So now he gets into this room. There, Here is your files. You need to look over these files. And then we're going to um, proceed and tell you what your job titles are. And he's reading all these things about... Um, Aliens and you know spaceships and these places are from like they specifically said that the that these aliens that we have are from the Zeta Reticuli system, which is a system you can only see in like the southern hemisphere. And he's thinking like, well, okay, is this legitimate information or is this tagged information they're trying to get me to know? Like, if I explain this to someone else, they'll know that. I said it because only I know about this in this one paper that they gave me. You know what I'm saying? Like they would tag that information, purposely give you misinformation to, to see if you talked about to it. To see if you talked about it. He's trying to, t- he doesn't know if this is legit or not. The thing is, when he also talked about like, this is like elements and this and that. And mm-hmm. A lot of the shows you watch about Area 51 where people come out of it, like a lot of them die from radioactive fucking diseases and maybe that's why his wife shit. got cancer maybe exposed her or something from his work oh that's weird she died of pancreatic cancer right or she did she had it yes radioactivity brings on cancer yeah yeah i mean madame madame curry died from radium say he snuck something home from she's, work she's and still expo- radioactive and she accidentally exposed she actually herself probably to still is no she really is she's in a lead lined yes <laughs> that's weird so um He's reading all these papers. Says, uh, as I read on, a few of the things became clearer. Though no dates were given, it was clear to me that this project was not in its infancy. Some references were made to past attempts to understand the nature of the power and propulsion systems. Uh, some attempts had been made to reproduce the kind of system that had come into their hands, but with no success. According to most conspiracy theories, we've had alien technology since 1941 or 1944, depending on which story you believe. Sure. He says, given what I know of, knew of back engineering, it often involves disassembling something and analyzing its components and working at it backwards in detail. Any kind of propulsion system is likely to be highly complex, and the disassembly and production of fabrication of new components could take a considerable amount of time, etc. Um, he did read about the propulsion system had resulted in an accidental explosion. Apparently, someone tried to cut into something like this and exploded. Um, he goes on ex- to maybe extrapolate and say maybe that's why he has a job because maybe the guy before him died. There's, no- there's nothing to corrob- corroborate that. He just kind of speculates. But um, Maybe they were bringing in civilian contractors because people were dying while they were doing these. And they didn't want to risk any military people, like actual military or government officials getting hurt or killed by whatever they're working on. So they were like, you know, we can bring in civilian contractors, work them through the, like they're a part of the government, but not a part of the government. You know what I mean? Like a, like I said, just a contractor, just some dude, like a scientist you just hire. You're going to come in and work for us because we got this, I don't know, top secret thing, but it's actually aliens. 
So not to say Bob Lazar wasn't a part of the government, but like he worked for them, but not for them. You know what I'm saying? Like they paid him under the table basically to come C- in and do a job. Yeah, and right. then if he gets radioactivity private. and dies in the meantime, eh. I still feel like there's a giant twist coming. Well, so the the craft is, oh, I guess E G and G Egg um, has it. They're the they're like a private company, mm-hmm. the Gadget. crime syndicate. <laughs> right, they're <laughs> a private company organization that has won defense contracts in the past. And during this time, they had nice. defense contracts. The crime syndicate egg. <laughs> so fucking crazy! I can't believe I never fucking made that connection. There was egg this whole fucking time. Um, so he goes on to talk about what these fucking things are. He finally goes and meets his partner Barry. He talks about and. They go and he's like, you got to check this shit out. So, uh, standing about 15 feet from this high stool was a cylinder about the size and shape of a household garbage can. It was pewter in color and, and both from a distance and upon closer inspection, it seemed to have no seams, no welds, no fasteners, no sharp edges, no marks on it at all. I saw nothing that hinted about how it was manufactured. It didn't appear to have been been cast, machined, molded, formed, or joined. On the desk surface of Barry's workstation sat a half sphere of the same color and material. It was roughly the size of a basketball and sat on a one-inch plate, again of the same composition as the other two pieces. Or so I surmised, based on a quick look at it, he says. Barry then lifted the half-sphere and exposed a small, tower-shaped object inside. It was approximately six inches tall and was true of Barry. Everything that Barry had showed me, it seemed to have been wholly formed through no process that I had ever seen or read about. Sitting on top of a tower was a cap, and like all the other surfaces, it had a rounded or radius corner instead of a 90-degree angle. Nothing was, everything was, was rounded. There was no sharp edges. Um, Barry then took a small triangle-shaped disc from a metal box and placed it in the top of the tower, replaced the cap on, put the half-sphere back on the base, and stepped over to the emitter, the garbage can thing, pushed it a few feet towards the reactor. He extended his arm towards the sphere, but before his arm could reach full extension, it was moved back towards his upper body. He looked at me expectantly, like, hey, don't you see? So he's, well, I go over and I feel the same thing. And he describes it as... Um, the magnetic poles. You know how you have like a magnetic push when they're you have the same poles facing each other. It says it's like a, a cushion of air there, but it's not magnetic. It's gravity. It's that it's being the the. He says that the gravity is being produced by the element in there. It is being transmitted into this garbage can thing, and it's making gravity. So what the fuck <laughs> is that shit, right? So, <laughs> so there's a show I watched on the History Channel a long time ago, and it was about um, fuck. I wish I could remember. It was like I always had shit. It was like had like monsters, aliens, and fucking I can't remember. It was like three all three names in the in the title. Um, but it had this dude on there who claimed to work at an Air Force base in England, um, and there was like a and it's like uh, it's called the Rendlesham Forest incident. Oh, dude, that's fucking crazy shit. Uh, which I think we could probably do a whole episode about. So the, the the one dude's name is Colonel Charles I. Halt. He claimed to have seen like they were so so there was like a bunch of UFO sightings around there, but there was like a I think I think there's um, nuclear reactors around there. It was a nuclear um, an alien shut one down supposedly one night. Like showed like an alien hovered above a nuclear reactor straight, reactor straight up shut it down and then took the fuck off and it turned back on. 
Well, something landed in the woods one night, and they sent a bunch of dudes on guard duty out to go find what it was. The description of what they seen in the woods is pretty close to the description of what he just said. Which, which right like there, what, smooth and which but, like what you're talking about, it's <coughs> like fucking liquid. It's like T1000. Essentially, it's, it's like it's, liquid. It's like liquid shapeless metal. This one guy yeah. touched it though, and when he touched it, he had like a fucking seat, not like a seizure, but he had like a thing. And whenever he had a thing like a, I don't know, like a vision, a sight, or whatever, he started writing down all these ones and zeros and all this shit, and like, Bin- like a whole notebook, binary like, code, like a whole notebook worth of it. And he didn't know what the fuck it was for years and years. He just thought it was some bullshit. Well, eventually, like he said, binary code. Some dude seen it and was like, "Yo, that's like like binary code." What fucking mock? Oh, Mark just showed up. Aliens. Uh, he rolled up fucking in his little alien car. Um, but uh, so he, anyway, some dude, some dude deciphered the binary code and actually, I think I don't know if it was, if it was actually said something or if it was like location. Well, what it was, he had, he was. Um, we should do that. Episode, we will though. do that episode for sure. But what it was is he was a, um, a he was a upper officer at that base, and he, I guess that's just something that they do is that they have uh, their notorious note takers or at least he was a notorious note taker and he would take down notes of anything crazy that he would come across like this or whatever he drew pictures of the aircraft and like yeah symbols that were on it and all kinds of shit but it like lasted for him he was there for like 20 minutes or something and it was only like four minutes or some shit for everybody else yeah. like he's he like, t- well that's he's, he's the only one like who touched when, it that's like uh-huh. the people you talk to who were abducted yeah people lose time all the it's yeah, crazy so. how they do that shit let's pause for a minute We'll take a we'll take a quick pause. We'll get Mark in this, and then we'll finish it out. We're back. We picked up another traveler, Mark. Oh fuck! How'd I get here? Hey, Mark hey. Trimpey, how did you end up here? He came from I that. Beam down. He walked through the third dimension, man. <laughs> he came from that. We same. live in the he third did, yeah. dimension. He did, yeah. The second dimension. <laughs> the he second did. dimension to five, the third, five. man. Hey, he came. From, he came from that one you just talked about. Earlier, the Zeta Zeta Reticuli yeah. system. You do yes. drive a weird car. It is very weird. Yeah, it does make spaceship noises. It's, it's electric. Sometimes you. Have it's to, electric. Sometimes you have to charge it in dispensary parking lots. I don't know. That was fun though. It was. We did White Castle. Yeah, it was terrible. White Castle was ass. I'm sorry. We actually Ryan. had to take a stop and um, have another moment of silence for Bob Barker. Yeah, that's what the break was. Sorry, and I also had to get chicken nuggets for my kid. Well, yeah. well, those are important too. Or I ate that for lunch. We held to be on the ordinary silence in memoriam for 15 minutes while Clint was getting chicken nuggets. Ryan's uh, been telling me this fucking story. I don't mean, about to, Bob I don't mean to bring it back around to Mickey D's again, but that place is a shit show. <laughs> <laughs> really oh, wait, 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 wait! Really this is a recent Wrong experience. Yeah. A recent experience. What no. would you rate this experience? You just had at McDonald's. Well, one out of five. My we don't, stuff we came don't need out to lose a sponsor on this fucking episode yeah. either. My stuff came <laughs> out fine, but the two people's in front of me did not, and they were upset highly. It's just that it took forever to get my stuff because they were messed up. Uh, okay. And if they had not fucked up the other two people's shit, I could have been back here so in like six minutes flat. You were just like wait. Or they were just strike. Or they were cooking Fuck his daughter's shit, chicken. I assume because I assume because both people in front of me shit was fucked that mine was going to be fucked shit too. So or checked. or yeah. they knew it was you, and they're like, "Man, he talked shit about us." Not I too said long they ago. got his fucking picture and, up there, don't right? And then they're like, "We're gonna make sure these chicken nuggets are cooked right, so Can his daughter doesn't the, puke." Can we go and talk about the fucking aliens? Oh, we're getting right. it. We're getting it. I love to finish made from aliens. So. 
as we left, we we talked about the emitters, the 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 material that it was made from. We never really got to talk about what that was. We just kind of talked about what well, that, well that's it because, was. That's because we've all seen T two. It's fucking T one thousand, right? It's liquid metal. T yeah yeah. So it's it it seems to be non like forged. It's 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 no welds, no fasteners, no sharp edges. Everything's got a round edge to it. Everything seems to be like. Like it's one fucking piece. The movie Flight of the Navigator, and which Explorers. is a fucking awesome Disney movie. No, it, the Explorers, where they make all the the trash can they ship and fly off. Well, they have this Eat element in within oh, the yeah. machine, element one fifteen that he talks about that we River Phoenix. Now again, we have to remember when this starts. When he's discussing this, is nineteen eighty nine, and the Moscovium su- supposedly. Let's look this up right By now. By the way, catch up, Mark. That's element one fifteen. Element one fifteen is. Uh, I wish like was the thing. I wish Mark was here for the the Maui fucking fires talk. He could have fucking argued hard for that shit. Oh yeah, I'll tell you exactly why it happened. Yeah, not on the this person episode. working. Hey, in shut up! Not on this episode. I might work at a company that specializes in this. We got to be able to tie in. We're going to argue about that on the next Beer Can Alley. Yeah, so if you want to reference that story, go back to Beer Can Alley. Episode 41. 4,622. Yep. 39. 39. Episode 39. There's a good 10 minute silence from me, you, and Garrett. 39. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, all L- the names literally. on those elements are all stupid as fuck. That's what they're talking about. On an up Mus- to me, Mus- Moscovium. Moscovium. But it says on so, an up to you. I'm something. looking it up on the Wikipedia. This is my shower curtain. It is, actually. So no, I, I bet it's something it we stole from them during the Cold War. <laughs> I didn't know it was your shower curtain. <laughs> <laughs> or is it something they were working on that just fucking uh, their nuclear reactor when it melted? I had to text Angie, you know? So... The first successful synthesis of Moscovium was by a joint team of Russian and American scientists in t- August of 2003. Killed the Russians and took their idea. <laughs> but basically what it is, it only, it's like... It's not, it's, it's, it's a, not it's, stable in our atmosphere. Right. It, it's, it, turns, it turns into Moscovium from something and then into something else. So very quickly, it doesn't really exist. In our plane for it said something like 0.65 seconds. It's the longest they've had to synthesize for. Uh, but and it goes back to its universe. We're just lucky it's not like antimatter and it go boom. So what's special bad. about this? So no. this is well, that's the thing. It's just a radioactive. It's material supposedly for us. what powered Part the spaceship. Right. That's the propellant, possible propellant for the craft. That's what they have it on the. Th- the little tower thing that's underneath the dome. It sits in the trash can. <laughs> and, and <then laughs> or above the trash can. And then Stephen King wrote a book about it. It's called The Dome. Yeah. 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 And then oh, it's uh, anti-gravity uh, from that in some way. Maximum overdrive. So now he is Dude, tasked I've been with waiting. reverse engineering this, uh, this fucking thing, right? So it's coming, bro. What's coming? He said maximum overdrive, and I said I've been waiting. Oh, we, we, we <laughs> we're, were slowly letting co- everything have stopped. control of itself. <laughs> he just stopped. I, like, I, took, I, took, I took us down a Stephen King rabbit hole. Wait till we get smart houses, and they don't let us go outside. We are smart <laughs> That was a Disney movie. It was. Yeah. And uh, the wife from uh, Married with Children was the mom. She's the AI. The, she was the AI in it. Yes, <laughs> I can't wait. Before be, before before, be, before she became Jim Attell. Inside it outside it was too dangerous. I'd keep them all in. Yeah, there. I was a little. 
I'm okay with that. Yeah, for now. <laughs> all right. She's married to Dan. Right. I got lost here. I'm trying to find my spot. It's all right. That's my job. So, yeah, back to it. No, we were talking about Moscovium, right? Yeah. Um, that wasn't uh, synthesized until August in 2003 um, in Moscow. Um, but, yeah, it's got a very short half-life, and that's what they think is power. It's the, this fucking thing. Um, they, he calls it this gravity wave amplification system. Um, it has three main components. The reactor, which is where the fucking, I guess, the the element thing sits on underneath the dome and then the gravity like wave guides or the trash cans. Cause what the idea is it has three of these things and they just kind of point in directions underneath the craft. It's, it's the beryllium spear from a uh, galaxy quest. And I'm it makes a perfect back. dome that they can travel and and just ride anti-gravity from here to wherever. And sure. So, they're trying to figure out how to ant- how to do this, and that's the whole thing. And like this, the the this the they mentioned like someone died trying to cut into something like this. Well, that's because the shit's radioactive. Well, something happened, and it they described like an explosion. And were now, there not signs saying "Do not cut"? No, there wasn't. There was no signs. Seems pretty big OSHA violation. Yeah, there. I I don't know. Um, Your store get written up for sure. Well, I don't know. They got to try to find a way to get inside work. of it. It's I a bunch work. of fucking I asshole scientists. They're like, I don't, hey, we're hey, I don't know. Hey. We tried the crowbar. It didn't work. Whoa, you got to mm. take a step by step. Anybody shoot at it? No, nobody Did you try shot acid? It. Anybody try fire? Hmm, no, let's try fire. And then they I would try acid before cutting. Especially if it's made out of some form of gas, the ship. It might have been some form of uh, defense. Un- unfortunately, your first. If it was a liquid your metal. Fir- your first object or your first objective is always to cut into something. If it was some sort of liquid metal, or the dude who was cutting on it just accidentally cut the fucking gas line, and blew himself up, or somebody sabotaged him and blew everything up, so no one would know. That could be true. Maybe one of them's an alien inside the dude's face. Like you open it up, like Men in Black, and he's like, "I'm a sabotage." Maybe, yeah. yeah. But then you get flat. <laughs> but then, I was you, thinking but then you get flashy. I'm things. pretty sure that's 100 percent what's going on right now. Uh, I'm like, pretty sure Clint's like. I was maybe thinking, <laughs> I was, I was <laughs> thinking awesome. lizard men. I'm the here to it. Um, little men inside of people's heads. I mean, aren't we all just little men inside all right, our own heads? Get, get to the little <laughs> <laughs> big fleshy thing get, inside get, of mech get, robot. Get to the little people. It's coming. He said the craft had three different levels, and that the interior was dominated by a central console with tiny seats. Little people, about three or four feet tall, that he could surmise. Right, and he has to stoop over to bend in there to to, to see these things and to 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 see what it is. And it's just three chairs. And that's it, essentially, in which, the in the center. Ro- Roswell had three three beings. Yeah, and they um, he talks about like there's segments between like uprights that hold like the smaller section on top, and, I guess. And but actu- they actu- would be transparent. They would like be smart glass, and they would just there. There was one specific one he remembers where it would go clear um, from its silver, you know, pewter color that it was. So it's he describes it as kind of a reactive metal, I guess. And if you believe the story about Cape Girardeau, too, there were three beings. So if you hit something that's reactive metal with fire and it reacts to the fire, it could cause an explosion of some sort or a combustion. could kill someone. They're, They're real close to that. it. I'm just saying. I'm just thinking they don't have holograms, bitches. Clint likes fire. Have you played D&D with him? Fire. 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 <laughs> All right. The, um, I'm just thinking these guys... 
They want holograms? They ain't that few. Oh, well, they might. I don't know. No, it sounds like they're using a bust-ass TV that only has two colors. It's fucking 80s. Yeah, 89, <laughs> bro. This was an old model, right? It sounds like Riddick out here with the faces. It looks like it's in one of those pin machines when they talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he claimed that, he, although he never had direct interactions with any aliens or extra- extraterrestrials. It's actually Man of Steel, I'm sorry. He... he um, he had, was briefed by his superiors at S4 about the beings and their technology. He described the beings as small, gray humanoids with large heads, dark eyes, and then they communicated with each other telepathically. Um, that's actually also the same. I do that with Dick all That's time. the same thing that the family from Cape Girardeau. I've heard that once you had a dick in another dude's ass. No, I communicate, <laughs> I communicate, I communicate with Dick telepathically all the time. I, I got to talk about it real quick. The, that story about Cape Girardeau not with Mark the visitors and the crash is a priest who has passed. He's He's gone now, but he's passed the story on to his grandchild. Has a picture. Gray beings. Telepathic. Three of them. That could exactly be exactly what they're. Has a picture about. of what them fist bumping or? No, there's a there's no, a <laughs> flipping off the camera. Uh, no, it's just a picture of the beings. Yeah, this guy you know? No, no. It's, it's it's the first known crash of extraterrestrials in the United States, which happened less than six hours from here in Cape Girardeau, Missouri, which is also one of the best places to actually go to see. The sky. There's like no it's sky. There's no natural fucking pollution. Light, light all pollution. That yeah. Yeah. It's literally one of the best places on earth to see the sky. I thought Alaska was like the best place to go. Oh, that's what they did for fucking. I was like, yeah, shit. going to the Aurora Borealis where there's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So they kept the aliens in a separate part of the facility. And they were never able to interact with them, with the humans. Um, everyone had their own specific portion of the job of the place. So, like, they were working on propulsion, and then they'd have some other group working on windows or uh, some other work group working on, well, yeah, you know, you metallurgy, but they could never talk. No, but, yeah, you don't, wanna, you don't want people to know too much. Well, <sighs> you need to be able to communicate with any, if you're... You're working on like a multi, like faceted thing. You need to be able to know what other things are. You need to be able to talk to other scientists to to make things work. I guess, but it's just like a business. It's all intricate. Three, three of them Intricacies between each other. I mean, and <laughs> yeah. you, like look what you do. You have to know what doctors do. Yeah, there's like you have to know what they're learning or what they find out. Exactly, know? and it only augments your your knowledge that you should you know if you should be able to to do something else from something that you have, but. Um, so the actual first known UFO crash incident was in 1897 in Texas. Oh, trying to start a fight. Aurora, Texas. Because <laughs> <laughs> everything's bigger in Texas. Well, they had four aliens, Brent. Um, supposedly, One was six it was two. similar to the Area 51 deal where, like, like Brent said, there was three people and three pilots or whatever to the thing. Uh uh, supposedly whoever the pilot was was buried at the Aurora Cemetery and there was a stone placed at the marker of the grave, but it's been removed since then. Now no grave's un, un, like unmarked. Likely now, story. <laughs> oh, I'm I just guess. saying the one where the Seems actual... Seems always be a catch-on I'm, I'm talking about the one where the military... That being up. said, I do and believe On it. April 19th, 1897, a UFO is said to have hit a windmill on the property of Judge J.S. Proctor two days earlier at around 6 a.m. Central Time, resulting in its crash. The pilot who reported... 
to be not of this world in a Martian, according to a reported Army single service officer, T.J. Weems, from nearby Fort Worth. Damn, Did not survive the crash and was buried with Christian rites at the nearby Aurora Cemetery. Amen. (laughs) Reportedly, wreckage from the crash site was dumped into a nearby well located under the damaged windmill while some ended up with the alien in the grave. Nice. Adding more mystery was the story of Mr. Browley Oates, who purchased Jug Pro- the Proctor's property around 1935, and then... He Dude, they're in Texas, though. How has nobody went and dug that motherfucker up yet? After That's what I'm saying. After, well, listen, after this dude cleaned out the debris, he got some sort of severe case of arthritis, which he cl- claimed was a result of a contaminant from the oh. water and the wreckage jumped into the well. Yeah. Um, as the result, Oates was sealed into a concrete slab and placed into an outbuilding atop the slab. Because the weird fucking arthritis he got and shit. It's like a radioactive fucking cycle. radioactive fucking arthritis shit, man. That's a rural Texas right. UFO incident. 1897. Interstellar space travel taken out by a windmill. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they didn't have the flashy light on it. <laughs> you got to think like how advanced they are. They wouldn't understand what some of the primi- primitive shit we have is. Like right. we look at some of the shit that comes from cavemen. Like what the fuck is this? It'd be like us sitting on an anthill. Yeah. It, like... Right. What the fuck? So, like, every Wednesday, every third Wednesday, there was a schedule, anyway, that they had where they would do um, test flights. And he was, at those point, allowed to watch this. Mind you, this is, like, three months into his job, which is they call you, and then you go to the fucking airport, and then you fly to Area 51 at, like, 11 o'clock at night, and then uh, you fly back at like 3 a.m. Like you're doing fucking weird shifts. And All so right. You get on a plane. We pay you for two hours. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's stupid. Like weird, weird hours. Um, but so watching these flights. So he describes the flights here. He says a loud hiss, nothing painful, but kind of a buzzing sound like an electric substation might produce. Uh, ring my ears. So they may have been on the first like actual stealth bomber. Uh, when the craft lifted off the ground slightly, wobbling the central axis, tilting a few degrees from vertical as it lifted off, I could see a blue glow of a corona discharge coming from the bottom of the craft. And it led me to believe that the air around the bottom of the craft, where we suspected the emitter was, was being broken down and photons were being emitted and photons light being visible. Um, just as lightning in the sky is due to the incredible high energy output, he says. Um, as the craft rose, slight oscillations lessened and the hiss diminished. By the time it was 30 to 40 feet in the air, lifting nearly perfectly straight up, the sound was completely gone. He says, in all my years of working with jet engines and pyrotechnics, I was accustomed to hearing loud noises as objects were being propelled upward or forward. The silence was eerily exciting. He says, I felt a broad grin spread on my face. could hear the faint sound of an appreciative experience. Bulgeon of air coming from Barry, where he talks about just being, whoa. <laughs> um, but, so this thing doesn't produce any sort of exhaust. It just floats and just exists. And so they would do these flights, and they would just take them up and fly them around, and then um, I guess they'd have to find someone who was small enough to fit in the craft and sit fit on the seats, I guess. I don't, I don't really know. The guy who they played uh, Will really, well, Yeah, or fucking Vern Troyer. Or Davis, I think. Yeah. I mean, he kept his, he'll probably keep his mouth shut. He's, he <laughs> I mean, walked and he didn't tell us their secrets. He knows what's good for him, right? 
He never told us Ewok secrets where they live. <laughs> that would have been indoor. Uh, yeah, but he never told us where indoor is. Oh, okay. So he gets weird. He was also the leprechaun. And yeah, gets right, weird what? vibes from his boss and thinks that um, for some reason that they're going to shut his clearance down. And no, no, no. What This is what it was. No, his because he was being wiretapped, they found out that his wife, his newly married wife is cheating on him. Not the one that killed herself in the Not car. the one that killed herself, the new one. Okay. Um, she uh, was cheating on him with the flight instructor that was they were doing. And uh, so they stopped calling him, and he was worried, like, you know, something's up. They, they think something's weird with me. I don't really know, because they wouldn't tell him exactly what was going on. They just stopped calling him. And then... So he kind of got freaked out and decided to invite his friends out to um, the desert to say, hey, look at what I've been fucking working on. This is what they're doing. And you can see these flights every on the schedule that he talked about. And uh, he would take his friends out. And um, I'm not sure if it was the first or second time, but they had um, the second time, I believe they were um, escorted off the property by army members and... Um, well, the security team. Isn't it when you actually get out to a certain point towards Area 51, there's literally a sign that says going beyond this point is like they, they, that, like they can fucking shoot at you if yeah. they want to. And I think it's under surveillance yeah. all the time. Like decoded, they showed up and as soon as they hit this one road, like they were up on the hills watching them. Like they're like, they know we're here. The uh, He claims this was, yeah. a sh- but they did a sort of like, Mr. Beast tried to assault Area 51. Well, this, they talk about that, too, here. <laughs> yeah, about the... Uh, he didn't have the will. They can't never... Players. They can't arrest us all. They can't kill us all. The Naruto run, boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, what a wild time that was. No People shit. People trying to schedule a Naruto run into Area 51. We just talking about yeah. that on the, the news interview. people showed up. <laughs> <laughs> but those... He, he claims after they his story came out that the the army bought more land so they can't see the site where they would fly anymore he claims um but so then he gets properly fired like no you can't fucking work here anymore and and shot in the head and game over and right that's kind of where it just kind of that's it now you know all this shit we're just going to let you go that's kind of the the other weird portion of him like Knowing yeah. all this high tech shit, and you've only been around for a couple months, and to make him sign NDAs, crazy shit like that. Yeah, you know, keep his mouth shut for life. They it's shot a him. Crazy thing. No, he's still <laughs> alive. They <laughs> shot him. No, bro. Well, not, not yet. I watched six minutes of one Joe Rogan one. So yeah, like, so he just walks still around to this day doing interviews about his time in the eighties. Yep, that's what he does. I'm pretty sure he's are. made. I'm pretty sure he's made millions off of just telling fucking lavish, crazy stories. He's got a book out the called American Dreamland, Dream. and what? the American Dream. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, riding that wave, man. Who wants to write? Who, who wants to write my book? I can make some up crazy shit. Well, I like what I'm saying. There's layer after layer of just like you oh, said, Ch- just Chad's crazy shit. Write my book. Talk to your publisher here. There you go. <laughs> no, he's eating red vines. He's fucking fired. <laughs> Step in my office, why? Because you're fucking fired. <laughs> For eating red vines? Yeah, I only want Twizzlers in mine, all of us. Get fucked. 
Dude, have you tried the lemonade? Twizzlers aren't even real straws. You can use these and eat icy with them. You have Sh- fucking terrible taste, my friend. You're a, <laughs> you're a monster. I could be. You're an alien. We, Fuck you. you. You weren't here. That's why I was trying to disprove it so hard. You weren't here for the episode of Beer Cut Alley where I proved I I should have touched his ear when I hugged him and his ear would have... Refer to episode oh, yeah. 40 <laughs> for that one. Yes. 3940. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Despite all the const- controversies and inconsistencies, the story is really pretty fucking intriguing in itself. Like Area 51 is always intriguing. It's very intriguing all, all the way around. And just... Before this, like, description, I had never, like, heard of any sort of thing like this. You know what I'm saying? That's like us growing up, like, uh, uh, watching uh, Unsolved Mysteries, like... Like, every, like, two or three episodes, there's always (laughs) a (laughs) weird-ass alien. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah. The music still kind of scares me for stuff. Aliens. I watch the new episode on Netflix. uh, (laughs) What's the host's name? Robert 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 Stack, Stack, buddy. Dude, that guy is... He had to be a pedophile. He's fucking perfect. I mean... <laughs> perfect. I he is. Pedophile, you call him perfect. Dude, you just, <laughs> no, like, that dude was fucking perfect for that role. It just scared the living fuck out of you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was a super serial. And, and I have no evidence on this of episode do not of Unsolved Mysteries. Do-do-do. I don't know if he's... Yeah. A, isn't he dead? Yes. I don't know. I seen Alien when I was, like, six or seven, maybe. So that's what kicked it off for me. So I have... <laughs> that's because it's real. There's I Mars attacks, baby. No one can hear you screaming in outer space. So speaking of aliens and all this weird stuff, right? So Bob Lazar is Bob Lazar, Dude, whatever. You unfortunately, unfortunately, you can't say in this giant-ass world that we live in, we are the only intelligent life on this fucking... You're universe. talking about the universe that's larger yeah, than you know, your brain bro. can even comprehend. Anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere we're the only intelligent life. I'm not calling you dumb or anything, but none of us can comprehend how big the universe is. Right. It's an it's an unfathomable number for humans. Like Neil deGrasse Tyson like, said, like, like, you have to count it down to miles and it'd be like the next sun or the next star over from us is thousands fi- of fi- miles away. Fi- figuring the closest universe to us is going to collide with us eventually and just destroy everything. We won't be here. It doesn't matter. Yes, that's true, but there's other universes and galaxies and shit beyond They'll just that. form other shit. But you can't tell me there's not life oh, in I believe in, I've believed in aliens my entire life. Like, I once mean, I started realizing that, like, we're just animals that grew up and, like, got better and better and had a... Co- and the Earth had several extinction events along the way that kept setting it behind imagine a planet that's our planet's six billion years old i think they just came out this week saying the universe is like now around 20 billion years old is what they're thinking really yeah so like imagine a world that started that far behind that didn't have extinction level events to stop their people there's no way they didn't get out yeah and go somewhere and the bad part is the earth hasn't reached its final extinction rate yet or no. extinction stage. Well, the final will be the sun when it turns into a red giant. Yes, and inco- but there's going to be inc- there's going to be at least compasses. There's going to be at least two to five between that. My 20, yeah, we're actually my on twenty thirty two. So <laughs> my twenty thirty two bingo card is Yosemite blowing up. Yeah, probably that right. happens. Just we're all point. fucked. So it doesn't. I'm gonna be a Mexican. None of us care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Everyone's dead. <laughs> most of North America, I think. Well, it stops the food production for most of the planet at that point. So Still going south. All right. Who back, who back else watched? Who else watched uh, the like the com- the committee hearings for the UFO stuff? <clears throat> I watched quite a bit. The of January that. 6th hearings. Yeah, I watched those. Yeah. It'll, right. So <laughs> there's one thing I want. <laughs> one thing I want to read before we head out. You talking about the Battle of Los Angeles? Battle of L.A. Yeah. 
Yeah. Did they talk about that shit? No, did they, they didn't. Did they no, confirm that, they that, that was an actual alien that they I were shooting I did see at? that like the newest ones, they confirmed that there were biologics that were found on right. some wreckage. And they called it biologics. Have you, heard about, have you heard about that? We could Battle be for a Los lot Angeles. of things, right? Yeah. Yes, motherfucker, we're trying to talk about. <laughs> I ain't talking about the movie. I'm talking about real life. Yes. Yeah, we're talking about real I life. I understand that. We're talking about the fucking congressional hearings that was going on. I know. I'm saying like have, that whistleblower. Did, uh, came that's why out. I'm asking if they if I didn't watch it, but I'm asking because they're acknowledging UFOs. If they acknowledge the fact that they were fighting a UFO outside of Los Angeles that night. Well, it's Is interesting that why the LA riot started. <laughs> don't be ignorant, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> supposedly the military. I let could off see like, them trying to make up some excuse to cover it up. Like supposedly that. the military let off over a thousand rounds that the night of the Battle of Los Angeles. And yeah, so. some crazy shit, man. The like the so they haven't come out and said that they exist, right? I guess if you want to if you want to talk like the government has has said yes they exist. What has happened is an agency head within the government is saying, hey, you guys need to look at this because there's potentially aliens here, and Congress is going, oh well, we need to look into it more. Yeah, they didn't. Like and they didn't strip come out and say it. Yeah. It was a whistleblower said that we right. know, and then they're kind of like, "Well, maybe we did," because there's right. Like, they're still investigating, but they're listening to these claims, and right? I know what Sardelli right? And so, like, the under penalty of like you know being imprisoned, you know, because it's be. these affidavits you got to sign and shit. And I mean, for lying and doing this whistleblower shit, it's pretty steep. So, I don't know. Like, is it real or not? penalize you for being a whistleblower. I don't know. There's so many people out there that talk crazy about aliens that they're probably, even if it was real, they're just going to, they might just be like, everyone's going to just think this dude's crazy because I mean, no one believes it. I honestly kind of don't know why it's a big according story. According to Scientology, like, aliens created us anyways. Yeah, but who believes in that? Uh, apparently a lot of rich people. You're right. Cause a lot of rich people do, yeah. They, they're a business now, actually. They're like a billion dollar Why the big government? Every religion like, is a business. Yeah, yeah, but I mean... Almost just nobody like, in the world gives a fuck anymore. In like the last like 20 years, they've become like a billion oh, dude. dollar... The same with the Mormon church out you in Utah. Aliens. They're the largest corporation there. The Catholic you church admit, is the largest see, organization. You aliens, aliens, money from Walmart, Walmart God people is, like that now. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. What did you say, Dick? You said, why the government cover up? Yeah, why... So like... Every like ninety nine percent of fucking people in this world believe in fucking aliens. Like the it's not this earth shattering. It, it's fucking mass hysteria. Thing. Exactly. It, it, there's a think lot about, of people that really don't think like, about when they did the fake uh, alien landing on the radio. That dude did how much people that was in the fucking thirties. Fr- yeah, we but learned a lot of shit from them. Yeah, but people fucking freaked out. That one was a little more on the. Like, they didn't have any so other news sources other than the radio. Groundbreaking. Like this is fucking well, blah, blah, blah. papers. Like, but I know papers that, aren't but instant. Think about most of the people in the world be like sweet aliens. Well, that's what you think, but there's a lot of religious motherfuckers out there whose brains would be fucking. Broken, or they would just be mass suicide, or people getting guns and just shooting because looting and killing everyone, aliens, you take out God. I don't. That's some. That it too, is very true. That that's too, some yeah. Republicans making up shit to get fucking mad about, dog. Like Republicans are the Christian ones. No, no that's bring that's on just, the aliens. I don't think it's that big of a story. I don't think you got to take. Well, it. I don't think you got to take out God. Has I think just religion changes. Everything's based on God created us and His image. We're unique, special. That's just. No, maybe you didn't fuck up someplace yeah. else and come and try to fix I'm us. I'm saying right? maybe, maybe Republicans stop, stop like, you from doing things to another based on fear-based bullshit. And that there's a con- that's more of that. There's a conspiracy. Republicans will be the first one out there trying to fucking shoot them. There's that's a, true. There's a, there's it's a, not a government. It's just people going, oh, fuck, scared. I have well, to defend myself. The idea is that at least the, the theory that exists now is that these craft operate with like a technology that we can produce, potentially trying to produce, that essentially 
needs well, no well, fuel and is limitless. Well, that's what they're all like. Free zero point. Hook they they talk it right. Water. Well, they want to get ahead of. They want to make money off of it. They want to get say, ahead I was of say, anybody a else. Reason as well, and they want to make money off of it. So, but that's also since or weaponize it. That's weaponize also it since like, like the crash. That's a scary that's, thing for anything that goes into the wrong hands. But no, that's also since like the crash is how they talked about how technology has just been advancing. Why because, do we think that only aliens figure out more? Over time, of what Bob mm. supposedly said he did. I don't yeah. know. I think we live in a strange age where we've jumped. I've said this a couple weeks ago when we sat and talked. That we're, we're living in a strange age right now where we've gotten to. Ever since I turned CERN on. We've gotten to experience like what <laughs> our grandparents experienced all the way up to what we have right now, basically. Well, oh, yeah, like yeah. in There's, our time. Well, us specifically, and like being millennials, we've experienced a lot of stuff, but it, technology... It's a huge jump we've taken in technology in just a short amount of time, really. The 1970s and 80s wasn't really that long ago well, to where we're at now with like being able to talk on your phone and see but what was it there's a it's a technology curve technology exponentially a, grows yeah but right. there's it gets a, doubles it doubles it doubles and it just keeps going there's like and a the thing out there that said um fuck from the 40s flight to fucking now there's a thing that um, who was the look how long it took us to learn how to fly to who, look how fast we can fly who was right. the female pharaoh in uh egypt that cleopatra. was real, the, the iphone's closer to cleopatra than fucking like the beginning the was to the pyramid yeah it's crazy it right? doesn't help that we as Humans destroyed a lot of our own history by burning it, but that's also true. The that dark ages happened, and we church, lost so man. much. That's a whole yeah. church. You want, you want I, wasn't gonna, I wasn't going to blame uh, them, but I it, mean that's what it was. You, you Every history why? book said they went in, and was like, "Yo, this is the devil and shit. We got to burn all this out." Yo, we got because that's what Iraq was about with the Baghdad fucking star fucking what Stargate, Stargate. Oh, the movie Stargate. Man, there's no. There's so much shit. Saddam Hussein was hi- hiding a Stargate in the fucking <laughs> library of fucking Baghdad. I and the first thing we did was went in there and ransacked that motherfucker. Hmm. That's another episode. That is interesting. That is. Well, that's something I stumbled upon when we were, you know, we were, you were finishing up with Bob Lazar there. Is there was like, I ran across a thing. It was like 10 UFO sightings that were happened before Roswell. And some of them were like, like, like back in the 1800s and crazy shit, like Roman times but and well, shit. It's God crazy that all we talk about. <laughs> sightings here in the U.S. There's a world out there that they we're not even the largest landmass. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I'm saying the first. That's what I'm saying. Like the, yeah, how you went back and said the 1897, yeah. but the first actual recorded where the government went in, like recovered, is that Cape Girardeau experience. They were like, we can monetize this. We're taking it. <laughs> no, it's oh fuck the government's got to do this or people are going to start talking back then people would freak the fuck out mm-hmm. that was very back when they didn't know shit about fuck I don't know shit about fuck but yeah. I do know fuck about shit and when yeah. I'm saying that thank you for listening to episode 3 of Beyond the Ordinary um, go fuck yourself